Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are a spoiler cast, and what that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy, and with all that being said, let's get started. All right, it is Sunday, August 21st. She-Hulk has come out this week, so we will be reviewing that. However, real quick, I know this is curveball, guys, sorry, but I do want to address that we had an inker that passed away here recently, August 19th, is when this was posted up. His name was Tom Palmer Jr. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because, like, I don't want to just necessarily hit just the the Mount Rushmore's of people that go, that leave from comic books and stuff like that. If I catch wind of somebody, like, I want to give them their due. And uh, this guy worked with some freaking greats. He worked with Neil Adams on the Avengers run and his Howard the Duck run and his X-Men run. Uh, he worked with Gene Colan and Doctor Strange, Daredevil, and Tomb of Dracula. John Bushima for the with the Avengers. John Burns X-Men, The Hidden Years. He worked on Star Wars with Ron Friends and Howard Chekin. Chekin. Uh, Walter Simonon and worked on a Moon Knight run, worked on Steel, Punisher Max, Scooby-Doo Apocalypse, Wolverine, and John Romita Jr. in his Hulk and Kick-Ass and Eternals. So this guy's worked with a ton of people. Dang. To the Palmer family, thank y'all so much for supporting him, allowing him to do something he obviously loved doing. We greatly appreciate it, and you'll live on forever on the panels, man. Yeah, that's that's so sad. 81 years old. 81? 81 years old. Oh, wow. Wow. So, yeah. he seemed to live a good life. Yeah. Seemed that's, like it anyways. That's yeah. good to hear. So, all right. This week, She-Hulk, episode one review. Everybody's dying to hear what we think. Waiting <laughs> on the edge of their seats. Yes. <laughs> on the edge of their seats. <laughs> All right. Well, meters, guys. Well, meters. What did y'all think about this episode? Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell mine to keep short and brief. I was, I was, I was pleasantly whelmed. Okay. Short and sweet. Mm-hmm. Richard? That was, that was very short and sweet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was also pleasantly whelmed by this first episode. I'm really enjoying the humor. In an interview, Tatiana Maslany said that this series would be very irreverent. It is exactly what she said. And that is very much how lawyers are in a lot of ways. <laughs> it also answers one of the most important questions in all of MCU. And we'll get to that later. Oh, And yeah. it's also very reminiscent of the Dan Slott series. So, so far I'm digging this. Okay. Uh, what Dan Slot series is that the one who wrote She Hulk or Yes. Okay. Well, he wrote a series of She Hulk. Yes. Well, I, I figured that's what he meant. <laughs> yeah, like this it, like he's the one that kind of that wrote the one that they're following at least a little bit right now, supposedly. Very, very small. Not exactly like this at all. It's not like the Matt Fractions Hawkeye or oh, okay. even the first run of Kamala Khan, but it deals with a lot of her going back into the courtroom and not being like a superhero and dealing more with court related things. Gotcha. Sorry. So Michael, what was, what was your 
whelm. I am like pleasantly whelmed, but right there at overly whelmed, honestly. Really? That I'm just gonna go ahead and get into it. That She-Hulk battle, like the She-Hulk Hulk battle, <laughs> yeah, was the best thing I think yeah. I've seen in a really long time when it comes to Marvel. I thought that was great. Like, uh-huh. yeah. I, I don't know. Just uh, we got to finally see the clap in a good way. <laughs> Not you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I I didn't really dig her version where she just kind of like does this butterfly effect kind of thing. But to see the Hulk do his, I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. Just to watch them tussle and and use palm trees and whatever else around and about the the island was just. I just thought it was awesome. It just it had me really going. Yeah, I and mean, I'll have to agree too. Like I, the fight scene was really cool and a lot of fun, and especially there at the end where like they broke his bar and he's just all depressed about it. <laughs> but to kind of go back to the beginning of the episode a little bit, I wanted to see what y'all's feelings or reactions were to how she became Hulk. So I I like this updated version. So the original comic version is like a bunch of goons that work for a mobster named Nicholas Trask, not to be confused with Boulevard Trask, the guy that creates Sentinels. They shot her on the day that Bruce was visiting her to tell her about his, like, being able to turn into the Hulk. And due to, like, nobody being around to give her a blood transfusion, Bruce gives her his blood and she turns into like she's in the hospital and the mobsters show back up to like finish her off and she turns into the She-Hulk and, you know, saves the day. This version, I feel, is a le- little less convoluted, though, and this is another thing we'll get into. There is a weird Sakaran spaceship that shows up <laughs> <laughs> that throws them off the road. So that's a little convoluted. But as far as the like, oh, no, she's just in a, a horrible crash. She cuts herself and Bruce bleeds on the cut and she becomes She-Hulk. That was one of my notes that I actually, I was going to ask how y'all enjoyed her origin story. Because this is very much like this episode was very much just her origin story. And I honestly, by far, think this is one of the best origin stories Marvel has done so far today. Honestly, in my opinion. As far as the initial crash scene, though, like my exact notes were origin predictable. As soon as she was like getting ready to come out of the car, I was like, oh, she's going to cut her arm. Uh, like you, you could yeah. see the thing right there. And like yeah. her arm was right there. I was like, she's going to cut her arm. I do like that it's kind of a callback to the Edward Norton Hulk because he was working in a factory. He had a cut and a drop of his blood came down and fell on like bottles and stuff. And so he had to run to go and find the bottles and clean it up. He thought he cleaned it up. But one drop had actually got in this in the bottle and mixed with uh, a soda. Stanley wound up drinking the soda, but uh, <laughs> but I like how it was kind of like they they kind of went back to that. They kind of reused that. But yeah, I, I thought that that was all really predictable. However, like the actual origin story, like as a whole, I thought was awesome and really good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Also, to add to that, Michael, what is the uh, is it the leader? Yes. The leader that's in that movie, when he, you know, is doing the experiment with abomination, a vial of Bruce's blood hits his like forehead and we see it like begin to mutate. So yeah, also that as well. Yes. I hope we get him. Like I that's what like 
we brought back what's his name for his abomination mm-hmm. and, and we've we've doctored him up we never saw that guy as the actual leader we just saw the origin essentially of the leader that would make that movie even more so like a staple of the mcu to like then sit there and bring the leader like from that you know what i mean and like he's yeah. been hiding he could have even been like because he is the leader he could have been the puppeteer of something going on in the backdrop and nobody even have a fucking clue that it was him. <laughs> so I'm seriously thinking that they are hiding something here because everything from the trailers we've seen is probably like from the first four episodes. I'm kind of wondering, is the leader going to be like the villain in this series? And they're just keeping it on the DL or something. Because everything that we've seen from leaks and stuff is like, oh, Titania is going to be the the villain for it. I think Titania is a red herring and I'm wondering if it's going to be something else. But anyway, just saying it out loud, maybe I'm wrong by the end of the series, but I, I think it'd be really <laughs> cool if he shows up and they, they pull the rug out from under us and like, we're just like, Oh shit, it's the leader. <laughs> <laughs> there was a thing going around that that's like, that was a rumor that the leader was going to be part of this She-Hulk series. Oh yeah. I've also heard that like, uh, so there, there's a YouTuber, one that I really like, and I'm going to go ahead and give him credit here. His name was Swaggle House Comics. You can go find him on YouTube. This is completely his idea, but it's honestly makes a little bit of sense. He pulls some of his spec from the Avengers Assemble cartoon that used to come on like Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of characters that were on that Disney Plus show that are now like in the movies, and it was almost like a, a testing area or something. The leader was one of those characters in that cartoon series. So he was saying that he thinks that the leader would be over the wrecking crew and that, you know, it, or that it was possible the leader was over and sent that. That was like his henchman. And I'm like, you know, that actually like could be a really good setup because nobody's going to suspect the wrecking crew as the leader's henchman. And I want to say like in that cartoon series, it, it panned out that way a little bit, but I can't remember for a fact. So, hmm. yeah, that's something they look for. Oh, that has me excited now. <laughs> <laughs> it just has me thinking that I need to go back and watch all that. Because <laughs> I don't remember any of it. <laughs> it's a good cartoon series. I'll say that. Yeah. yeah, I've heard that, that it's a great cartoon series, but I have never watched a single episode. And it's not because I thought it was bad. It's just... I just never had time. Yeah. Kang's in it. I know Kang's a big villain in that series. And Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I said, it's really funny to see like all the stuff they actually did. Is it on a streaming service anywhere or? I'm pretty positive it's on Disney Plus. Oh, yeah. Duh. Never mind. Stupid question. (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy, what did you think of the origin story? You posed this question. Now I want to hear your response. What did you think of this origin story? Uh, well, I mean, I I enjoyed it. I mean, I'm kind of like with Richard. I don't know where the heck the daggum ship came from or why it was there. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, yeah, I thought it was it was pretty good, and I, I liked the the scenes that like with that came with it, like where she was, and one of the ones that cracked me up whenever she was in the bar restroom and. <laughs> All the all the ladies came in there and like we're all doctoring her up and every like just and then like she's like I need to borrow one of your phones and like all of them got shoved in her face and that's great. so I, I mean it was 
It was a, it was a fun, and I I thought I had remembered for some reason I thought I had remembered the, y'all talking about the the origins. I didn't remember the way the actual one from the comics. I thought there was some. I was I guess getting it mixed mixed up or confused, but I knew that it was at least part of it was that Bruce was using his blood to help save her. So I, I like I said, I like the way that it did in this one, and I'm with you as well, Michael. This is the best origin story that I, I've. I've seen so far, at least. I mean, because anything's about better than the Moon Knight origin story. So, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot that I gotta uh, add on to all that stuff you said. Uh, there's at least four things. So strap One, in. Yeah, yeah. There's at least four things. So just just bear with me. <laughs> Since we'll do the the most recent one, Moon Knight. Moon Knight was removed from the M logo at the very beginning of the Marvel Studios. Was he? Yeah. Poor buddy. So many, <laughs> yeah, like so many people were pointing that out. We're like, why is Moon Knight gone from the M? Like they were like sharpening their you know pitchforks and lighting up their torches or yeah. something. <laughs> um, uh, I'll I'll loop back around about the Sakaran craft thing. Um, the origin talking about that the, do, do any of y'all know the real life origin like why She-Hulk was created to begin with I when researching this today I found out how it's quite interesting you, you mean there's a real She-Hulk no 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 like <laughs> why they made a She-Hulk comic okay oh. so I know what I've heard over the years mm-hmm. and I'm curious as to whether or not like it it meets up with what's yours because I, I don't know if what I've heard is actually true but it has to do, what I've heard was, it has to do with the Lou Ferrigno Hulk, is what I've heard. So go ahead, I'm going to let you go ahead from there. Okay, yeah. It was Stan Lee helped create She-Hulk, and the character was created due to the success of the 1970s Incredible Hulk with Bill Bixby and due to the Bionic Woman television series. Marvel was afraid that the show's executives would suddenly introduce a female version of the Hulk as producer Kenneth Johnson had already done the $6 million man. So Marvel decided to publish their own version of the character to make sure if a similar one showed up on television, Marvel would own the rights. So, yeah, they made Million Dollar Man and then they made the Bionic Woman and it was the same... I I can't remember which broadcasting company was. I want to say it was ABC... It could have been CBS, but anyway, they made, you know, Million Dollar Man, Bionic Woman, and then they made the same guy who made those shows made The Incredible Hulk. So they were afraid that they would make She-Hulk, and they knew that they could make a comic book quicker than they could make a television show. So they just (laughs) made the comic real quick to have the rights. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I've heard is, yeah, that's funny that that's true. That like that, that's the actual true story behind that. That's so funny. But I mean, like good on them because yeah, yeah, that's the reality of things. Like it doesn't take much to change something up for it to be an intellectual property of your own. So yeah. Unfortunately, now Paramount, I believe, owns the rights to the Hulk. That's why the Hulk is in, he's kind of in limbo. He shows up in things, but he can't have a dedicated movie anymore. Okay, so I wanted to touch on that as well, because is it Paramount or is it Universal? Because I thought it was Universal Uh, that has the distribution rights. You know what? I I don't know for sure, Michael. I want to say you are correct. I think Universal owns Paramount or Paramount owns Universal. 
or it's any okay. any universal Paramount now, or or I don't know. Anyway, I'll look that up while you're. So, to my understanding, whichever company it is, whether it be Paramount or Universal, they own the distribution rights to the Incredible Hulk, and that means that like Marvel can make. From my understanding, Marvel can make any kind of Hulk property they want, any kind of solo Hulk movie they want. However, they have to take that to Universal or Paramount and get them to okay it to distribute it out to the public. So they could put however many millions of dollars or whatever into a movie and then Paramount or Universal come back and be like, uh, nah, bro, that ain't flying. We ain't doing that. And then Marvel's just stuck with it with their dick in their hands. So, <laughs> I just wanted to see Richard chuckle. That's the only reason I did that. It, so, from my from my, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's just it's universal. Okay, awesome. So yes, universal. So, to my understanding, with that, it was a 15 year deal, and that what are we in? We're in 2000. It was 2014 when the Hulk was. Oh no 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 no. We're on year 14. That's one of the things I was going to mention later on. That it. Next year will be its 15th year. Yeah, that's the rumblings, is that next year's the 15th year that the rights should go back to Marvel as far as like all that jazz. That's why there's never been a solo Namor, because Universal owned Namor as well. Yeah. And so that's why there was never a solo property for that up until now. Well, not, it's not even solo now, but we're getting Namor now. So... Yeah, that everybody's like, oh, the, the, the rumors for a World War Hulk may be true because the, the rights are ending next year. And I think this will lead you up as well, Richard, with the Sakarian spaceship possibly having a World War Hulk. Yes. Yeah. You, you just basically, you, you just, you just took it. <laughs> yes. The, stole his thunder. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> he stole my thunder clap. Oh, well, that sounds bad. Never mind. That sounded better in my head. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so the Sakaran ship shows up, and it's not the Grandmaster ship. I went back and rewatched Ragnarok. It's the exact same like class as the Grandmaster ship, but it has a different paint scheme. But it's definitely some kind of Sakaran craft. Everyone's speculating that it's it could be Scar, son of Hulk, which I don't want it to be. Scar's a dumb character, but anyway. <laughs> Uh, other people are thinking that maybe it's just Sakarans wanting to bring back their champion to become the leader of Sakar, and the, that will set it up for some sort of Planet Hulk or World War Hulk or something like that. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, they have a plan. <laughs> well, because I'm like... <laughs> In my head, I'm like, this is all stupid. Like, you've already messed up Planet Hulk. I don't know how you go back and fix it other than, you know, you bring him back because they had a revolt in the world's whatever, and they're almost being taken over by somebody else, so Hulk has to come back to help them out to fix it to, you know, whatever, and then he becomes the leader there. But I don't know. I just, I don't like the idea of Scar either because then that means that the Hulk had a relationship while he was on Sakaar with somebody, which is fine, but there was no mention of that. There was no nothing the whole time that, you know, we were there for Thor Ragnarok. So it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. That That's just kind of, to doing that just seems like a mess, which it doesn't have to be the Hulk son either, I don't guess, but that kind of defeats the purpose. So, yeah, I, I don't want 
Scar. I think Scar's a dumb character and they really did nothing with him. So just don't even bring him in. But yeah, I'm honestly, Michael, I agree with you. Like, I like Ragnarok more than you, but the the fact that you want to go back and do Planet Hulk after the fact is just dumb to me. I'm t- I stick by, like, go ahead. I'm sorry. Where, where did, well, where's Planet Hulk? I, I mean, what was, was that in somewhere? Did we say, did I miss that up here? So, <laughs> all right. So, because the whole rights thing, they could never do a Planet Hulk, but like, uh-huh. uh, the, the storyline of Planet Hulk is, the Illuminati, you know, shipped Banner out and they had him plot to go to a certain planet. Hulk hulked out, knocked the ship off course, went through a wormhole, landed on Scar. And then there's a storyline called Planet Hulk from that, from where he goes from being captured and being a gladiator in the arena and, and to them being there being a, a coup and him taking over. His ship from Earth blows up and supposedly kills his wife that's there and their unborn child, supposedly. So Hulk gets pissed off and takes the fight to Earth. And that's when it becomes World War Hulk. And Hulk just does what he does best at that point in time. Yeah. And it's, it's the best iteration of him. Yeah. And he takes on every hero that he can and doesn't give a fuck. So... <laughs> yeah, he he's known in that story as World Breaker Hulk. Oh, Let's wow. just put it that way. It is the most badass version of Hulk that you'll ever see. <laughs> Those are two of my favorite Hulk books. I own, I think, both of them. So that just goes to show you, like, because I don't own really any other Hulk stories. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's probably the Hulk. Like, if you were to get something Hulk, that would be the Hulk story to get. It's Planet Hulk and then World War Hulk. Like, I don't, I don't know of anything else, honestly. Like, I don't own anything, like, book-wise, outside of that. So, mm. and that's what everybody wants. Everybody wants World Breaker Hulk. So that's basically how we how it kind of got ruined already because they kind of sort of did it a little bit in Ragnarok. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you, the storyline was already there. Yeah. Like, he's he'd already gone through being a gladiator and stuff like that and was up in the ranks and everything. Like, you had it. Yeah. Yeah. That story even introduces Meek and Korg in, yeah. yeah, like Ragnarok introduces them, but they were also in Planet Hulk as well. Yeah. Oh, were they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Thor just went off and stole them. <laughs> <laughs> they wound up becoming part of the a group called the Warbound, I believe, that's is it. what it is, and that's who that's basically Hulk's entourage towards Earth. So, yes. Uh, Thor is Mr. Steal Your side characters. <laughs> oh, so one one thing I'll say about the um, actual episode, kind of get it back on on that, you know, so that's kind of like what we're supposed to be talking about. But uh, <laughs> my wife had one that she, she's like, I don't know how I feel about this breaking the fourth wall thing. I was like, well, that's actually kind of her her thing in the comics. She's like, oh, I thought it was just supposed to be a uh, Deadpool doing that, but yeah, I was like, well, that's kind of actually her thing, so I'm not uh, upset about it or anything. <laughs> and she didn't really do it that much either. So all you're telling me is that your wife doesn't listen to our show because <laughs> we've talked about that. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I don't know that mine does either, so anyways. Uh, yeah. I liked how they did that. Like, now it does seem like it came on with the with like her transformation into She Hulk, 
it, like it all of a sudden came on because it almost seemed like the first time for her it happened was after they rebuilt the bar. Oh, and yeah. she looked and she said, no, he's not. And then she kind of had a look on her face and so did Bruce. Mm-hmm. But by the time we get back to her law office, she takes a second to turn around, close the door and then address us like, all right, you know, just to let yeah. you know, yes, I am a Hulk and y'all are probably not going to understand any of this until, you know, you get the origin. So here we go. Yeah. Yeah. The first time she does it, it seems like her powers are, are what activates that maybe, which I don't know if that's in the comic, because I'll be honest with you. I didn't I didn't read any of the old school like She-Hulk stuff. But uh, the thing that I like is as far as like watching the episode, like almost right off the bat, she breaks the fourth wall, like just right out of the gate. Like it's less than three minutes. Like there's less than three minutes of runtime and she already breaks the fourth wall. So I I just thought that was nice. Well, and something else that I thought was cool and, and I didn't see it until like, I don't know, 20 minutes till we started recording this podcast when I was kind of doing my like fast rewatch. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> was her conversation to what was going to be the jury mm-hmm. was essentially about the responsibility of having power. Yes. Yeah. And like, that's, that's what like this whole episode was about was the responsibility of having power. And so I thought that was really cool that like, unless you go back and rewatch it, like you don't know, that's what, like, I wonder if every episode will be that way mm. where she'll start off by saying something along those lines, almost like a sitcom would do. Yeah. And then like, that's kind of what that episode is about that week. Yeah. That would be cool if they did. Like, this is kind of the point of the episode. Yeah. When she was practicing that, my note was like, she's questioning the whole with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> and like, what exactly it means to be held accountable for that. Also in that scene, we see, because in the comics, she's from UCLA Law School. We see a bunch of UCLA memorabilia because she's like an alumni from there. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even notice that. So, And apparently she is going up against GLK and H, which yes. from the like trailers and stuff like that, looks like they're going to be trying to hire her after this. I guess mm-hmm. that's because of the Hulk transformation during the middle or whatever, I would assume. Yes. And who who is GLK and H? They're a uh, law form law firm. Oh, really? Yeah. They're the ones that in the comic that She-Hulk works for. It stands for Goodman, Lieberman, Kurtzberg and Holloway, which are uh names of the original like creators of Marvel. Oh. Um the founders were Martin Goodman, Stan Lee, which his real name is Stan Lieberman. And then Jack Kirby, which was Jacob Kurtzberg. Oh, that's cool. Wasn't it Stanley Lieberman? Am I wrong? Uh, not per this. It's Stan Lieberman. Okay. Or, no, yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, Stan is short for Stanley. Yes, it's Stanley Lieberman. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I know, like, he changed he changed it to just Stan Lee because he didn't want to ruin his actual name for when he wrote a novel or or some or an actual book. So, like, he had his his phone name for doing comic books and stuff like that. Yeah. Cool. Which was Stanley. Stan Lee. So that he could preserve his actual name. Oh, okay. And then he just made a career out of comics. So <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So I have, I do have a, a question. Like, you know, at the beginning, whenever they're in the car, Bruce had on, you know, that thing on his arm. 
to keep him from being Hulk. And then whenever, of course, whenever she wakes back up, he's smart Hulk. And then that he said that he's figured it, he took that time during the blip to figure out how to be, you know, one in the same almost. But why did he need that device on his arm at the beginning of the episode? That's what I was about to ask and get into was like the whole Bruce made a device thing, which bugs the shit out of me, honestly. I, I don't <laughs> fucking like it. You know, we, we were all debating on like what he actually did and why he did it and why is he not the Hulk and this, that, and another. And I don't ever remember seeing both of his hands whenever he was talking. Like, I want to say he had like long sleeves on or something like that at the end of Shang-Chi whenever we were seeing him and Carol Danvers. Oh, I'm sorry. I paused for a woo. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I like I missed that you said it because I was trying to picture in my head that scene and I was like, Trying to think of him, and I was like, "Where was he?" And and that, yeah, I just completely missed my woman. Yeah, shame. I know. <laughs> we'll have to like issue like a whole apology statement. So, but yeah, like I don't know if it was because it was my idea. I don't know if it was just because that's what I was hoping. I love this idea though of him like splitting the two, like splitting the two personalities, and the Hulk actually being somewhere else. I I like that idea. I don't like this device idea. And I guess he needed the device for his body to heal his arm. But I just, I I don't like this. And that's what I guess I was going to go with. Like, do y'all like this? What are y'all's thoughts on this whole device thing? Well, one, it doesn't bother me one way or the other, honestly, because I'm not a huge Hulk fan. I don't (laughs) like in the comics, like, or I don't like because in the comics, Hulk has a regenerative ability. Like, if Banner gets a broken arm, Hulk can just Hulk out and heal his arm, and then when he turns back into Banner, his arm isn't broken anymore. So they've kind of thrown that to the wayside. And yes, I, I believe you're right, Michael. The The device is used to keep him in Banner form so that he can heal his arm, because for some reason, Hulk can't heal his arm due to the snapping Also, I went back and looked in Shang-Chi and you can absolutely see that he has that device on his hand. I I double-checked today to make sure because I checked both that and, like I said, the (laughs) Ragnarok thing (laughs) to make sure it wasn't the same ship. But yes, I I, I don't know. I I don't feel one way or the other. I know, like I said, we we discussed this. The universal stuff is why Hulk is just kind of sitting on the sidelines right now. And it it, it kind of bugs me. I wonder with uh, She-Hulk, do they have the rights to her as well? Because are we going to just get that with her? She's just going to get this one series and never show up in the movies or anything like that? Or I don't know. Well, see, I mean, that was going to be my other, like my big thing there too, because I'd always thought that they kind of did that a little bit in the movies too, that he can't die because of the Hulk. So it's the same thing, the same process or whatever that, if he's hurt, he just turns into the Hulk and he's all better now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, it's just, that's just weird to me. I feel like it has something to do with the, like, the radiation or whatever that the stones gave off whenever he used them. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I'm going toward. Is like, it's, it's a different kind of, like, not infection, but like wound, I guess. Yeah. Like the way it went about, he went about getting it is different than what he, you know, would face on Earth. 
but it wasn't just a mere flesh wound. <laughs> yeah, like it's yeah. The other guy just couldn't spit that out. So, <laughs> as far as She Hulk, like I'm gonna say She Hulk because she started in her own comic series. Like her first appearance was in She Hulk one. Jennifer Walters, She Hulk, the whole thing. Like Richard was saying earlier, her first was in She Hulk one. Now, the Hulk, though, he had his first run, and it was like six issues. Nobody gave a shit, and so it kind of went away. He came back in Tales to Astonish, maybe? Yeah. And and that's where you'll find, like, Abomination's first appearances in that. You'll find the leader's first appearance in that run and stuff like Like, a lot of his, you know, there, some of his villains come through that. And it seems like that's kind of how they divvied out the rights to things where like Fantastic Four, Scrolls went with Fantastic Four. That's where they showed up. That's where they originated. X-Men, you know, mutants and all that jazz. Now, there was an issue because of uh, with Wanda and Quicksilver also appearing in the Avengers. And that's why Marvel was kind of able to use Wanda and Quicksilver. But they never used those names, really. They never used Scarlet Witch. They never used the name Quicksilver. They used their actual names in that. So I don't know if that was another thing, but they were never allowed to call them mutants because of the whole rights thing between Fox and stuff like that. But they had rights to those two characters in particular. So yeah, I think that's kind of like a whole rights thing. And that's why they're able to have a She-Hulk show. Like Mm. Now, I could be completely wrong and, and Universal just, you know, okayed it, but... If that's the case, I would think Universal would want it on Disney Plus because I think Disney gets all of Disney Plus money. So wouldn't they want it on a streaming platform where they can get some money? Like, yeah. So I don't know. Hmm. So does that mean like after next year, the Hulk ride is gone at Universal? Not necessarily. <laughs> I don't. It has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with that, I'm sure. Yeah. But. <laughs> I mean, they'll just rename it, if anything. Yeah, was like right. Disney gonna come down and tear it down? Yeah, <laughs> Mickey's gonna show up with a wrecking crew. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, do you think we'll ever see Ched? Yeah. Who what? the heck is Ched? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so they're riding along the car. Banner and Jennifer are. And, you know, Banner gives Jennifer a compliment for using chopsticks to eat Cheetos. And she's like, you know, you're not the only genius. And they mention apparently there's a Ched. And so I was like, who's Ched? Where'd he come from? Why is he so smart? What is he smart in? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so there's two things that either Bruce was just making a joke or... Like, in other words, there is no Ched and like he was just making up some BS name or whatever. But if it is during the end credits, which, by the way, I love the end credits, the style that they use in like the courtroom sketching. uh, We see a bunch of different things, but one of them is a sketching of like a family get together because above the sketching, it reads mom, dad, aunt, uncle and cousin. And you see what I thought was Bruce Banner but it could be the Ched that they mention. It's some guy with like a man bun. He's got long hair and it's like pulled back and there's like a man bun. He's like foots on the table. That apparently is because you see young Jen and then you see a bunch of old people and then someone roughly the same age, maybe a little bit older. 
So I don't know if that's Chad. I don't know if it's Bruce, but it's somebody. Sounds like Chad to me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with that. That's what I was picturing. Do the man bun. I mean, that is true. Yeah. Someone with the name of Chad would absolutely have a man bun. <laughs> we'll get like our first email response saying, uh, my name is Chad and I do not have a man bun. <laughs> well, you need to. You have to now. It's required. Uh, That's great. My question to y'all is, because I think Michael and I talked about it. I don't know if you had an opinion on it, Jeremy, but what do y'all think of the CGI now? Okay, so my I'll first say my wife was not too crazy about the CGI on it. Bruce, he I mean he still looked fine to me. He looked like he did in the in the movie. Uh, she Hulk, I mean she looked okay. I don't know. I haven't really like looked at her in detail in the comic, but um, I mean she she looked fine to me. She looked better than that first trailer. Yeah. Okay. So my wife was like, "This CGI is not good at all." <laughs> And, like, I haven't been talking to her about it and stuff like that. So, for her to sit there and say something, I was like, oh, wow. But I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I mean, it doesn't look bad. Like, and I was like, look, hon, this is a this is a TV show. Like, they're, they're, yeah. they're trying to do a lot with just a TV show here. She's like, I mean, I guess so. But, like, I was just expecting something like the movies. And the Hulk, honestly, when I was paying attention today, the Hulk himself kind of looked off in a little bit. What I think it is with Jennifer, I think it's that like, like I said before, I think it's the exact opposite techniques they're trying to use on Jen that they did with Ruffalo as far as like Mark's expressions on a CGI Hulk, where it looks like they're trying to make Jennifer on like put CGI on Jennifer. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like instead of trying to put the expressions on CGI, they're trying to put CGI on a person. Mm. So hmm. it's where it kind of looks like it seems like, especially with the skin and stuff, but it's like her reactions, like her facial expressions is kind of where it's like, sometimes they move really fast and other times they're like overly expressive. Hmm. The biggest problem I had though with the CGI and maybe it's not CGI, I don't know, but I, I could swear it's CGI is in my notes, it says right here, looks like a frog on the leap. Like when she's leaping across with Banner and she like lands and she's like, man, man, yeah. like she looks like a frog, like her legs. Yeah. Like when she's squatting down, her knees are like up over her head. It almost looks like. And I'm just like, why are her legs so long? Yeah. Like they don't need to be that long. <laughs> yeah, I I agree with you. There, uh, I, so I'm going to go against about what your wife said. I think that in some of these scenes, it looks terrible. Like, and that was one of the ones that I had as well when they're doing the like montage. It looks so bad during the montage stuff. But when it's in like the basement underground and they're testing her, you know, during the saw blades, it looks great there. Yeah. And it looks great in, in the courtroom. And I thought it looked great in some of the scenes in the bungalow but it's kind of all over the place for me. I'm like, some scenes, I'm like, it looks fantastic. And Mark Ruffalo, I think the Banner Hulk looks phenomenal. My wife thinks that it may be due to they put all of the, like, imperfections in the Mark Ruffalo Hulk because you can see, like, the bumps on his skin and, like, the stubble hair and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Whereas Jen, 
they make her like look super smooth. She can't have any flaws yeah. on her face. And that's what adds to the like uncanny valley look. But uh, it's definitely to say nice things about it. It's definitely better than that first trailer. <laughs> that first trailer looked terrible. <laughs> like I said, I, I didn't see anything really bad about it or anything like that. But one of the biggest parts for me was when he does the air horn and she's in bed and she sits up mm -hmm. and she starts saying something really fast, like her face gets all kinds of whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if I like that or not. Like yeah. it's kind of, it throws, it throws it off. It looks very dreamworky, Like it's made by DreamWorks or something. Mm. So, yeah, it's, yeah. I did, I did think going to that scene, I mean, it was kind of funny with when she transformed, like the whole bed crushed. He's like, you're going to need new furniture <laughs> in your house. <laughs> Forget anything with less than 10 foot ceilings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it shows him making like reinforced steel for the bed or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm pretty much done on my notes. Uh, I mean, I know that, you know, we've got some kind of nice sappy moments with uh, with Tony and, and Bruce. They, yeah. you know, that's kind of their bonding time that they had during the blip. <laughs> Apparently, Tony drank a lot while he was there, which, I mean, let's be honest, I think he can hold his liquor. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, I like seeing that we get to explore a little bit of Tony and Bruce's bromance, which someone on Reddit, and I'm sorry, I don't know who you are, found a callback, because Marvel does this all the time, but it's the quote from Tony Stark in Avengers Age of Ultron. He says, what if you were sipping margaritas on a sun-drenched beach, turning brown instead of turning green, not looking <laughs> over your shoulder for Veronica. So it seems like Tony stuck to his word and made him that, like, compound for him to, you know, live in peace, essentially. I thought that was a really cool callback that had that person not pointed it out to me, I wouldn't have remembered. So I, I just think that's cool and sweet and all this stuff. Do you think that that was Tony's room that... Jennifer was staying in because of the Led Zeppelin shirt and stuff? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> so I think that like the conclusion of this episode was really quick, which is fine because like mm -hmm. it pretty much was just an origin story, but like to sit there and like all we've heard is the hype about of Titania. Yeah. To like have her bust through the courtroom, Jen flexes, knocks her like ass all the way to almost through a wall, and then that's it. And yeah. I was just like, oh, okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. I thoroughly enjoyed the Hulk battle that they that I had yeah. with her and Bruce, and I, you know, I much rather would have had that than some Titania battle. But still, I was just like, oh, what a way to, you know. And this was a short episode too, anyways. Yeah, its runtime was thirty one minutes thirteen seconds. But yeah, one Titania's outfit looks fucking ridiculous. It looks so bad. Um, <laughs> I know they're going for something there, but it just looks like some kind of WWE wrestling outfit. Um, yeah, it did. And the other thing that there was an article, and I wish I had it pulled up, but I don't. But the writer, the main like head writer, some, uh, not Summer, Jessica Gao. By the way, she writes for Rick and Morty, which is kind of cool. So. Wubba -lubba -dub -dub. <laughs> <laughs> She said originally the first episode was not going to have the origin. Like near the ending of the series, they were going to have a flashback and explain the origin. But 
I guess during like post, they decided it didn't it didn't work, so they moved it to the beginning. Uh, during watching Moon Knight, they decided, oh, <laughs> this is not a good idea. Let's change that. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely glad they changed that. <laughs> Since we're running out of time, I'm just going to get to the biggest thing that I want to talk about. Um, Captain America Fox. <laughs> <laughs> I language uh, I, I yeah. that is so that was one of the best because it kept with the comedy I think <laughs> that that post cream uh, post cream post, post cream <laughs> phrasing um, that post credit scene was hilarious I just think that was so funny. And I love that Jen is like obsessed with Steve Rogers, like virginity. Like there's an <laughs> argument at the beginning of the episode where Bruce and Jen are even talking about it. And Jen says like, Steve did not have a girlfriend before he went to the service. And Bruce is like, says who? And Jen's like the history channel, which I think is funny. <laughs> that like the history channel is talking about, <laughs> about his virginity. <laughs> um, Apparently, Chris Evans like tweeted out after that episode like some winky face emojis and like a zip my mouth shut type thing and said like hashtag She Hulk. Oh yeah. But yeah. Um, apparently, in an interview with the head writer, she said that Kevin Feige himself confirmed that information of when Steve Rogers lost his virginity. So apparently, this is something that Kevin Feige has even thought about. <laughs> oh wow. Oh, that's great. Well, uh, <laughs> now all I can think about is, is that statement of Tony Stark making of talking to, who was it Steve? I can't remember who it was, but saying something about Nat and Banner playing hide the zucchini or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's an, that's an Age of Ultron. He's like talking about like, Nat, Banner, where are y'all? Y'all better not be playing hide the zucchini right now. <laughs> 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 All right, so I do want to touch on something real quick. And it's the humor of the show. Like I've been known to, you know, crap on humor and stuff like that. But like, I feel like this humor in this show was very tasteful. And I feel like it was place you know exactly where it should been like i i thoroughly enjoyed the humor of this show and i never felt like i was watching a movie from a seven-year-old uh taika watiti i'm looking at you so yeah <laughs> like I, I i actually thoroughly enjoyed the humor of this show i was about saying enjoyed the lack of screaming goats yeah yeah i yeah i didn't <laughs> i didn't need screaming goats yeah so, I mean, one would have been okay, and I'd have thought that was funny, but that would have been it. And, like, after that, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, like when they were just had, like, the initial, like, introduction of them, like, they scream that way, but then, like, also, you got to leave the one where they, they just face plant into that little whatever planet thing. I thought that one was funny. Yeah. I didn't need it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I, I like this humor a lot, especially more than Thor Love and Thunder. 
unfortunately, I don't think there's a single person that likes Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> like most most people that I hear. Are just My wife like, does. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, the the humor in this, I think, is really funny. And I, I attribute to I attribute it to being that the writer for Rick and Morty. I think Rick and Morty is one of the funniest shows. Its humor is very sharp and on point. And I think she's translating that into this show as well. Ricky Ticky Tabby Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> One last thing is the QR code. Always, always try to find the QR I was code. I meant to ask about that. Yes, I found the QR code. The timestamp is six minutes, 18 seconds. It's right when Jen is, she wakes up from turning into She Hulk for the first time after the wreck and she's sneaking into the back of the bar. It's right when she walks into the back door of the bar. She's leaning on a wall and on the left side. You'll see it. It takes you to a free copy of the 1980s Savage She-Hulk number one. That's really hard to say. Five times fast. Yeah. Well, all right then. Sounds like we're enjoying it so far. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see where where the rest of it goes. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say, we could go down that road of where do we think it's going from here. But honestly, it's the first episode, yeah. and this was pretty much just an origin. So I think from the trailers in this episode and her fighting in the courtroom, GLK and H, we kind of know they're going to see her as She-Hulk, and they're probably going to try and pick her up. Yeah, so definitely. Antics will get sued from there. Oh, wait, sorry. W- w- one last thing. I love, I love when she transforms to She-Hulk for the first time in the basement. And she breaks the door and and Banner's like, whoa, easy oh. girl, easy. <laughs> and he like, <laughs> to, towards her. <laughs> so, <Yeah. and> she, <laughs> she's like, why are you talking to me like I'm some sort of horse? <laughs> <laughs> that does bring up an interesting thing, though, that like he was saying, and I think that's uh-huh. why he's so mad about the whole situation. And, and honestly, he was he would just kept repeating himself and it was pissing me off. All the things he kept saying on the island, yeah, or in Mexico. I keep saying the island like it's fucking not. No, in Mexico, <laughs> but that like she doesn't have an, another personality. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just her, mm-hmm. you know. And that's that's something he's never had to deal with. Is although, to, I mean, there at the very beginning, she she didn't remember how she got like to where that bar was and everything, or at least the way it seemed like to me. So it just seemed like she had a very very short time frame of where she did it, like the Hulk, like she Hulk would come out and she wouldn't remember and then she'd be back. Because like... It was whenever... very Moon Knight-ish. Huh? What do you mean? The whole blacking out. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Shit would happen, she'd black out. Yeah. But, I mean, that was also only like twice and they, they fixed that real quick. Yeah. Yeah, just her running through the woods right after being infected and then her, I guess... About to kick those guys' asses yeah. at the in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, so it's just she had a faster process of being able to get a handle on it, which I was. Uh, it didn't bother me. Yeah, yeah, it didn't bother me. Either. I mean, it makes sense for her to black out, like yeah, just trauma, all that other jazz. Mm-hmm. So body going through a transformation that quick. Now I'm just talking like I know what the fuck I'm talking about. And I have no <laughs> idea. So like like I've been a Hulk before or something. Yeah, you got your binder pulled out. <laughs> Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, well, anything else? 
Uh, I'll, I'll go through some just some stuff that I, I liked real quick. Um, I love at banners like bungalow in Mexico. Everything's Hulk sized. You see, you really notice it when she's Jin, especially in the lab. Like the countertops are like to here on her, and the Jeep <laughs> is like obviously the Jeep. Yeah, she, you see that she has to like sit on her bag so she can see over the the hood. <laughs> I love all that. I think that's neat. And the size of the doors. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, we see a when she's at the bar we see one of the gas stations next to the bar is a Roxxon gas station okay when in the bungalow we see a Iron Legion helmet and also behind her is the helmet that Hulk wore when he was in Thor Ragnarok oh cool and yeah I think that's all the quick little Easter egg things that I wanted to mention. I'll have to go back and look for that Hulk helmet. I didn't see that. Yeah, it's right behind her when she leans in to look at the uh, Iron Legion helmet. Oh, cool. Nice. All right, then, Jeremy, where can they find you at? You got anything coming up, or they just going to find you somewhere? What's going on? <laughs> no, I, uh, <laughs> no, I don't have anything coming up just yet. Uh, but, yeah, you can just see me on on Twitch under the handle Night. Fury GTO. It's night with K and on here, of course. Cool. Richard, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter if you want to contact me directly. My handle is Knight Curry, Knight like Dan Knight, and Curry with a K. If you want to contact us directly, we have a Gmail. Our Gmail is comically comics podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to find us on a different social media website, just search for Comically Comics Podcast and we will probably pop up. Still need that damn list. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's funny. All right. Well, I'm actually going to be on somebody else's YouTube channel here like uh, September 4th, I believe. So Raging Cajun Comics. If anybody's interested, you can go check out that. He's not what you think he would be. So yeah, <laughs> cool guy. Absolutely cool guy. Is his last name LeBeau? I, I don't think so. Okay. I just know him by Raging Cajun. Oh, cool. Uh, he goes by JD, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. So really cool guy. He always does interviews with like people in the comic book community on YouTube and stuff like that. So yeah, he, he invited me to come on and hang out and show off some of my collectibles. So oh, sweet. If you're interested, go check that out. September 4th. Awesome. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Outside of that, you can find me on Instagram. At 22 underscore comics. You can also find me on YouTube at 22 comics. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did making it. With all that being said, say goodbye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye. Captain America, 